0: Are you longing for real-life change and lasting impact? At More To Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Lisa Pulliam, the founder of More To Be, host of the More To Be podcast, and I'm here to help you think biblically and live transformed, to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. On today's episode, we're joined again by my friend Kaylee Kelch and co-host. Hi, Kaylee. Thanks for being with us today. So good
1: to be here. I'm so excited about this topic and season three and diving into the manifesto. So
0: yes, so we are picking up for those of you guys just joining us for the first time on this podcast. uh, Something that we've been doing this particular season uh, coincides with what we're doing in the more to be tribe. So we are reading through my book brave together devoted to God and each other in the tribe each week reading one of the 52 brave manifesto principles. Today we're going to talk about what it means to really be living transformed and embracing God's word as our foundation. Uh, I would just want to take a second here and read the manifesto principles that we're focusing on. So uh, number six is I will take captive my thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. And that comes from 2 Corinthians 10.5. Uh, number seven is I will allow God to transform my life through renewing my mind in the word each day. That's Romans 12.2. Uh, number eight is I will confess my sin before God daily, bringing my requests before Him, and that comes from Hosea fourteen two and Psalm five three and sixty six eighteen. And then the last that will round out our February focus is I will fix my thoughts on whatever is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and praiseworthy, and that's from Philippians four eight. These are some killer principles and verses, aren't they, Kaylee?
1: I know. They're so good and such a good reminder. I think it's it's easy to get caught up in, oh, honestly, just the struggles that we go through and yeah. everything kind of starts to weigh us down. And I don't want to say I lose sight of God, but um, I think I get focused on the challenges and forget sometimes His providence. Yeah, um, I actually, I, I was talking to um, another friend of mine and uh, actually a mentor, and he was sharing um, this idea, this illustration, you know, if you were to stand with a spotlight at your back, what would it cast in front of you? Whoa. You know, it would cast a huge shadow, right? Right. Um, and so you're standing there and you're looking at this enormous shadow and it feels larger than life. And it seems so overwhelming. And yet if you turn around and you look back at the lights, can you see the shadow? No. So so good. I was just really going through a lot and, you know, struggles of just some of the challenges and listening to the the girls. I can't counsel and mentor and feeling very overwhelmed. And he reminded me, he's like, just focus on the light, you know, focus on God in these moments. Um, Make sure you're turning towards him because then you can't see the struggle. You know, yeah. it, it's still there, it hasn't disappeared. Because obviously, if I'm staring at the light, the shadow yeah. is still cast behind me, but the shadow is behind me, and that's not where my focus is.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm in a situation right now where until I got on with you, I was looking at the shadow, wasn't I?
1: Yeah, you were.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that happens even to somebody who writes books about transformation and thinking biblically and living transformed, and you know, host this crazy little thing called a podcast. But that's oh, where
1: I think, yeah. like this whole idea of brave together—that's the point. Yeah. I think so often we do stuff in solo because um, I don't know—it's it's vulnerable or we feel bad opening up or sharing or like, Oh, we're, we we do not have it together. Yeah. And yet I I'm just reminded of the beauty of us, um, being able to share together because you, I mean, I need the reminders from you at times yeah. and you know, it goes vice versa as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I, I I messaged you and I said, I don't think I can record this podcast today. I'm not in a good place, right? That was where I was at. But then you did such a great job coaching me (laughs) with that awesome skill set. And I didn't even see it coming because you were just being my friend, but you were asking me those really solid open-ended questions that drove down to the heart of what it is that I'm believing about myself Mm -hmm. and what am I believing about my value and what is my fear? And if I hadn't told you I can't, you wouldn't have said, what's really going on, really? Right. And as those words were coming out of my mouth, I started thinking about the scripture verses that we're supposed to focus on today and realized I, I need to move past the feelings
1: mm-hmm.
0: and into truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's our challenge is that we we operate best by feelings. <laughs> oh, we and, do. Right right i i feel sad i feel mad i feel happy i feel glad and and yet god's continually telling us watch those feelings because mm-hmm. they're attached to thoughts and and what are those thoughts and so one of our first principles here is from second corinthians 10:5 and i i just want to read the the passage here in context and kind of talk about how i came to fall in love with this particular passage of scripture. Yeah. So, um, picking up at chapter ten, verse three. Uh, uh, yeah, chapter ten, verse three of Second Corinthians. Uh, Paul's writing this, and he says, "We are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to dro- destroy false arguments." Hmm. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you become fully obedient, we'll punish everyone who remains disobedient. <laughs> oh, dear. In the, um, this is the NLT translation. And the NIV translation makes a whole lot more sense in this case. Because mm-hmm. it says, we demolish every, every uh, how does it say, we demolish every pretension of every kind that sets itself up against the knowledge Mm. of God and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And it's interesting, be beneficial probably to do some sort of word study on this of why the NLT translated it as though us, the we are doing it to others as opposed to the NIV translation, which says we're doing it for ourselves in either regard together, we have to pay attention to the fact that there are strongholds of human reasoning and false arguments that we have to destroy.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and as he said, you know, we do not destroy them with worldly weapons. I, I think that would,
0: that would feel easier.
1: You know, we can yeah. physically hold a sword or a knife or a gun, you know, and, and destroy something. Right. Right. And yet, how do we fight against these thoughts and these things that plague us, these ideas and making sure that we're staying um, committed to the truth that God says about who we are or about how we should act or what we should do um, Mm -hmm. and how we should live our lives. And that takes a lot more. hmm, Maybe energy is a good word.
0: Yeah. 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 Energy
1: intentionality. Intentionality. We've used that word before. Even,
0: even this, um, I keep on thinking about this one resource that we have in the more to be shop. I think it's there. It may not be there anymore. It's called the one degree principle. And I I taught Mm -hmm. on this years and years ago to the teenagers when we're at the boarding school. And it's, it's like in my face right now, as I'm thinking about this passage Mm -hmm. of, it takes one thought that leads to one action that leads to one outcome.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And so we have to be so cognizant of our thought life because that's dictating the actions we take. Yeah. And it's not a once and done deal. It, it, it is a daily. And for me today, that's a daily, like mm-hmm. the conversation I had that let, left me feeling really bad about myself. If I just sit with those bad feelings, it does no good for anybody, including me. Right. But drilling down, you said to me, what are you feeling? And I, I said, I'm feeling rejected and like a failure. Mm-hmm. And even as those words came out of my mouth, I knew that wasn't truth. I knew right. that in this moment, that which I feel probably has nothing at all really even to do with me and has more to do with what's going on in the other person's life because mm-hmm. I was able to, and I even had just had a conversation with Stephen, and he said, well, did you, what did you do? What is your part in this? Right. And I said, I know I did everything that I was supposed to do. My heart was pure. My motive was right. I had no hidden agenda. And, and he said, okay, then you need to leave that to the Lord and mm-hmm. move forward. And you were saying to me, like, you need to look at all the good, not just the one bad. Right. And yet that process is what I call this, like take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And so mm-hmm. I've had people say to me, well, that's nice, but then what do you do with it? <laughs> like, and, and, and here's my, here's my principle. Like, it's like a butterfly net that we're swirling around above our head, capturing our thoughts but we mm-hmm. can't just leave them in that butterfly net. Like literally the word says here, we're to take them out and demolish those thoughts, kill those thoughts. <laughs> like, no, you do not have that right to speak that to me because you are from the pit of hell. Right. Uh, but humanly speaking, the only way that we actually really move forward is the transform part, which is to allow God to change our thinking. Mm-hmm. And so kind of flipping over to Romans or I should say flipping back to Romans twelve two. where is it? I can never find it. One of my ten.
1: favorite passages.
0: One my, my, this whole chapter. I know this whole chapter I have underlined and highlighted. So Romans 12, uh, starting at one. And so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Man, I, can, I need to put that one into the Holy whole resource. <laughs> let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And then here's the key verse I'm talking about. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, I love that passage. I think sometimes though, when I read that or when you see it, it's like, okay, well, God's going to change the way I think and then everything's going to be fine and I'm going to move on. And I think we get frustrated when two days go by and suddenly we're struggling with the same thought or it kind of circles back around and something happens and it triggers us. Um, and then we feel very defeated, and like, what's the use? Or God didn't cure me from this, this dealing with this issue. Um, mm-hmm. Because we want a quick fix. Like, we live in a society that wants everything to happen now. Yeah. That's why there's Amazon Prime, you know?
0: <laughs> Which I, I use all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, no, so do I. I'm not knocking Amazon Prime. Yeah. But like, I think we get so accustomed to then like, Oh, I need something. I order it. And two days later it's here. And right. so we're like, Oh, I'm struggling with fear of approval. Let's say, uh, you know, and, and that's something that I I battle with. And so I want to be like, Oh, all right, God, I, I recognize the fact that you have made me. And there's plenty of verses that I read that say, I am, I'm wonderfully created in your image. And I'm not pleasing man. I'm pleasing you. You know, I don't work for other people. I work for you. So why am I struggling with this? I'm going to remember these passages and everything's going to be good. And you're going to just change the way I think. And it's truth. Like when I come back to the Bible, that does happen, but then I want it to be just done. And I don't want to have to be still battling that. And so when it comes back a week later, I'm like, Oh, well, this stinks. Yeah. and, and then there's the whole kind of either giving up or beating yourself up or, or giving into that feeling. And that's where I think we run into the challenge or then we question God's word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is God's word really working? Because or like
1: you promised that you are going to change the way I think. So why didn't it
0: happen? Yeah. Well, and. In the coach training class, we teach this principle that we learn enough bad information by age six to shape us for the rest of our lives. Oh, that was fabulous. <laughs> Isn't that fabulous? And actually, in some of my research, I came across a stat that said actually by age four. Wow. So, like, our thinking patterns are established at a very, very yeah. early age. And here's the other part of that puzzle is that from a psychology perspective, from a science perspective, it's all evidenced there that our thoughts and and our emotions are so closely tied to each other and so we have this habit of a situation happens we have an emotional response to it the emotional response leads to a physical response Mm -hmm. and as long as we keep on having the same thought patterns over and over again we will have the same behavior over and over again Mm -hmm. and so we i had a, a counselor explain to me at one point that our brain is like, has these things called dendrites and they mm. memorize the pathways that we take. And it takes seven times of a new pathway to so form a new habit, to head in a new direction.
1: Mm. Well, it's like, I mean, if you think about if you have a wheelbarrow and you're going through um, like the grass or the dirt, yes. you know, you're going to, and it's loaded down, say with rocks, my my um, parents garden a lot, so I'm the manual labor at times.
0: Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Anyways,
1: so, but like you end up creating a path because it's heavy and it's just going through and it is, it's hard then to get that one crazy wheel to get out of ditch yeah. and head in a new direction um, right. without dumping your whole load. So yeah, I mean, if you just think about it from that standpoint, you know, physically it takes effort to move something. Right. So how much more mentally to create, like you said, a new habit
0: and a new way of thinking. Um, right. And it, it, the goal isn't that you get that new habit the first time, but that you have right. a beautiful analogy when, you, when you're heading and you're trying to get off that ditch and you fall back into it. The goal isn't, well, I guess I tried right. it. work. <laughs> I need to stay in the ditch. The goal is I need to try again. And eventually you'll build up the muscle, the endurance, the mm. new path to take to get I mean, to the outcome.
1: I mean, Paul's talking about like perseverance, you know? Yeah. yeah there's a beautiful passage. I uh, can't think about, I can't think of where it is right now, but you know, what he's talking about perseverance leads to this and this leads to this same. and it's, same, same okay, you're right. It's not even Paul. Um, yeah, you know, there's a process that we go through because each step leads us to one greater level.
0: Yeah. And so this is what's interesting to me. So if anybody's listened to the podcast from the beginning, they heard my story, but for those who are brand new, I'm just going to like recap a little bit of it sure. because I think it's a really encouraging backdrop to the fact that I'm still struggling when mm-hmm. most people think that you finally arrive. And I'm like clearly here saying I have not finally arrived. Right. So I, the home I grew up in was emotionally, physically abusive, which you know, Mm-hmm. And, and dysfunctional on every level. like I look back and I think, man, the the cultural customs that we inherited, the behaviors, the patterns, the patterns of eating, the patterns of cleaning, the patterns of socializing, I, all these patterns that we inherited, that I inherited were very much um, culturally based, personality based from my parents mm-hmm. and, and not biblically based. People right. were not more important than things. Things were more important than people, hands down. Yeah. And, and so I emerged out of this, you know, childhood with some very ruddy <laughs> thinking patterns. Yeah. Uh, and yet then in college, I, my junior in college, I came to know the Lord and that was a, a God moment. I was literally on my back after the upteenth knee injury in the middle of France, fighting with God and saying, I basically hate you and you don't mm-hmm. even exist, which is kind of ironic that you would hate somebody that doesn't exist. <laughs> and, and came back from that weekend away where I dislocated my knee and I was miserable and I was on, in a foreign country without anybody to support me Yeah, and just crying out to God. I mean, he literally laid me flat on my back because it was the only option to look up. Mm. And a couple of weeks later was when I got the call from my now husband who said that our mutual friend's mom died of cancer. And that was my absolute pinnacle crisis of faith of like, yeah. how, how could this possibly happen? And then from there, he sent me a Bible and I brought that Bible to my friend, Susie, who just happened to be a believer in the same place as me. And, and she threw my whole world upside down by saying, how do you think you're going to get into heaven? And mm. I said, I don't. I, I broke too many of the 10 commandments. I'm out. And she explained Jesus to me and said, Jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. All of that he took. Right. And if you believe that, then that's your ticket to heaven. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I didn't think life on earth would get better. I was just willing to to put my, you know, bet all in on heaven. Right. And so for the next five to 10 years, I lived as a believer saying Jesus was my Lord completely doing everything in my own strength to look like that good Christian wife and mama. Mm -hmm. And yet there was this horrible heart of anger and bitterness and toxicity dwelling within me. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got into counseling for my anger that what we ended up doing was literally going drilling down to my thought life mm. and unearthing all the lies that were sewn into my heart and mind through the first 30 years of my life about my worth and my value and my um, purpose mm-hmm. and all the, the feelings that I struggled with, the shame and the guilt over my promiscuity and my anger uh, and, and That's where, so, so here's my point in the middle of that counseling office, when my counselor said, can we take this to the Lord? And we went into prayer and she said, Jesus, where are you? Jesus speak to Lisa. God spoke to me through his word. It Mm. was His word that was coming into my heart mind word from five years of Bible study in which it had made no sense. That's so cool. Is that not the coolest thing that when God says here, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Like literally Mm -hmm. he changed me into a new person by changing the way I was thinking, sitting in that counseling office, helping me identify that where I specifically felt like unlovable. Mm -hmm. He said, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that should have or believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. If God so loved the world, and I am part of the world. God loves me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yet 25 years later, as a believer, I could have a difficult conversation with somebody and walk away feeling completely rejected. Yeah. And it brings up in me all the memories of my past of rejection and if I was not a, a, a God's child if I did not belong to him that is where I dwell yeah but as God's child chosen holy and dearly loved Colossians three twelve, which I right. that's, that's my slogan chosen holy and dearly loved as his chosen holy and dearly loved child I have the opportunity to believe something different. So I, Mm -hmm. in the trap and transform principle that, you know, I wrote about in meet the new you, it's what shaped my entire transformation. I still have to do it today. I have to say, okay, God, I feel rejected, but who do you say I am? Right. And he says, you are my chosen, holy and dearly loved child.
1: Which I have a plan and a purpose. And through you, I'm mm-hmm. going to touch lives. Um, because you're not just here by chance.
0: No, no. But if I'm going to be effectively used by God, I definitely have to be able to say that that moment, if I sinned, and this is like our, our eighth principle, right? Confess right. my sin before the Lord. God, if I did something to cause that situation. Yeah. Convict my spirit and show me so that I may walk in repentance and confession right. and, rest- and restoration. If I did not sin, then thank you, God, for your grace on me right now. Mm-hmm. And now principle number eight, uh, nine, fix my thoughts. What is it that I'm going to think? I have to think truth. I have to think biblically right. if I'm going to live transformed.
1: Right. What is right? What is pure? What is lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy? Right. All those and, But all those things then, once again, though, we have to be in the word. I know we come back to this all the time. Yeah, we have to. None of this is going to come to our minds. There's no way for God to transform our thinking without being in his truth yeah. and without surrounding ourselves with godly influence to help remind us of those truths when we are struggling right. and to continue pushing us to grow but without us like even opening our bible or spending time in prayer i'm we're we're never going to achieve that promise that he has offered us of transforming our thinking
0: yeah yeah it's like saying well i've i've been a little bit sick the last 2 days i think <laughs> it's lovely being gluten free and dairy free um and sugar free. Mm-hmm. It's horrible when you go out to a restaurant and you don't know if they kept it clean and then you yeah. get sick. So I've been sick the past two days and not been able to really eat anything because I don't know what's gonna yeah. cause a moment for me. And, and so, but no food equals no energy. Like I I'm tired and I'm hungry. Yeah. And and the Lord has been saying to me, treat this as a fast, Lisa. Well, come to me in your hunger. Come to me in in your your lack of. Identify yourself as weak because when you are weak, I am strong. Right. And right there, I can't even hear the Lord speak to me if that's not a, a passage that has been put into me over and over and over again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And so we we can't be women of God if we're not in the word of God. And I've said that before on previous episodes. And Maybe sometimes it's just preaching to my own soul because i i'm still I still struggle with the same root beliefs that were sown into my life in the first eighteen years, learning how to not go to the same place so success is this: success is i'm not doing well i don't feel well in my brain right now i'm not talking about the health part but i don't i don't feel well about what just happened. I don't feel good about what just happened. So I'm going to just be honest with Kaylee when I, and say, Hey, this is what I'm thinking. And you were honest back to me and said, what's really going on at the root level there. And then we identify the root, which produces the fruit and that, okay, we're going to, we're going to find a different response to that Mm -hmm. and move forward. So the success isn't that I returned back to the same place of faulty thinking. The success is that I didn't stay in the same place of faulty. Right. That there is a, okay, this is what we do as followers of Christ. We understand that our thought life influences our actions. So let's get practical. How do you spend time studying scripture? Um, you know, it's varied
1: at times. I'll start with a book and I'll just spend time going through that book of the Bible. I'm in the middle of Romans right now. So I'll take a chapter a day and read it and digest that. Um, you know, other times maybe I'll do a topical study um, and spend time, you know, looking at a certain specific area, such as maybe contentment. Yeah. Um, And then I think there's times too, I guess it just varies. And and there's a part of me that's always felt like, okay, I need to have one way. And yet God impressed upon me because I was feeling bad about that, that like, oh, I'm not consistent all the time or I kind of jump around and you know, some people are so diligent on how they study. And then he really showed me, he was like, okay, is your relationship with Randy the same every day?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was nope. like,
1: no, you know, oh, there are days where we spend so much time together or we're able to go out and we have these long, deep conversations. And then other days it's like in passing or it's quick moments. Um, but, I, you know, I had to stay committed to spending time with my husband or we're not going to have a marriage. And yet we don't do the same thing every day anyways. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, that that's so true even about my relationship with God, that there's vibrancy in the fact that for me, I like the variety or doing different things. Yeah. Um, and, and we've talked about, you know, just our wiring and personalities. I think that that speaks into how we practically spend time with God. Um, one of my favorite ways, honestly, lately has been that I will journal out my prayers. Mm. And I actually titled the, the beginning, the first page of my journal, I wrote down, I don't remember the exact words and I don't have it in front of me, but I basically was like, this is a ded- this book is dedicated to conversations between a father and his daughter. Oh, and that's precious. And so I'll actually, I don't do it all the time. Sometimes I'll just write out my prayer to him, but there's other times where when I'm struggling with thoughts that mm-hmm. I will write out what I'm feeling and thinking and my prayer to him. And then I will write a response of what he says about me yes. or, or like how, what, whatever comes to my mind of, of what I would think if he was sitting right beside me on the couch, whatever I think he would say. And again, we have to be careful that we're making sure that that matches with scripture. Yes. But just writing that down, oh my word, I went back to uh, just flipping through it a couple weeks ago and uh, like such precious words that I was like, where did that come from, honestly? Yeah. You know, except for from him. Yeah. And just helping me to think biblically and transformed. I know that's our yeah. slogan here with More to Be, but it's true. That's, that's kind of been at times an anchor of a reminder. Um, and that's where then this idea of trapping our thought process and making sure that it's matching what God says, I think keeps us grounded. So yeah. those are some practical things for me. What
0: about you? Yeah, those are great. We're we're really similar. I um, surprise, I, surprise. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do. I do well with routine. I don't do well with expectations and long term structure. Mm. So I never am able to follow a plan through for 52 weeks. Yeah. Like it, it's, it killed me to write brave, the brave together book. over It's <laughs> like I was done at week 26. And <laughs> I hope that the devotions don't look like that. Cause I definitely went in and put a lot of love into them, but, uh, I, I am a, a starter, not a finisher. Hmm. And so like right now, um, I'm trying to finish this Bible and let's see, I began reading this Bible in April of 2016 and it is currently almost 2000, January 2019 when we're recording this. Right. Right. So, so I've been at this a long time and my friend Stacy said to me the other day, she's like, you're such a new Testament girl. And I was so miffed when she said that to me, (laughs) I am not. And then I looked, I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) because i have practically in those 2 years have read through almost all of the new testament okay but definitely not all of the old testament um, and so i was reading through jeremiah i have found myself getting stuck and so i flipped over and read lamentations and then i went back into jeremiah and it's been i'm all over the place like yeah. i really am and i have Post-it notes that kind of leave a mark where I was at. I underline, Mm -hmm. I highlight, why do I need to do both? I think I do both because I'm a visual learner and I remember where I saw something on a page. Mm. So if I want to go back to it, if I highlight it, it's easier to find it.
1: So do you have your stuff like uh, color-coded that there's certain – topics like blue is all about peace. Okay. It's just underlined
0: next time. And I did actually, I bought a new Bible. This is very funny. I'm giving you all my issues today. So I bought a new, (laughs) a new Bible, which is the wayfinding Bible that has a lot of maps and reading plans in it. I mean, it's my new favorite version of the Bible because of the historical context that you can glean from it. And I thought I'm going to switch to the wayfinding Bible so that we're using that one in our Bible study group, and if you need to say to somebody, like, go to Ezekiel 39, you can say page 883, and everybody's on the same page. Yeah. So I'm like, I have this Bible for Bible study, but then I have this personal Bible. But I am have this compulsion that I can't finish with my current Bible till I read the whole thing. So I'm currently – I know. I'm ridiculous. No, I'm glad you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have different issues that I struggle with underlining because I'm like, well, it would have to be perfect, and like if I get halfway through of color coding one thing, what if I come up with something else? So yes. I've always, I've always hesitated because I'm like, oh, it just frustrates me. Yes, so I've yes. started to underline. This is a whole branching out for me this last year. So, anyways,
0: it's really funny. So I think what I'm doing is I'm going to continue to, I'm going to actually use both side by side. Okay. And so I which defeated the whole point because I wanted to be able to have what I remembered in my read in my personal time to be available to reference when I'm at Bible study. And I can't find it on the page because I only remember where (laughs) it was physically not by reference number. (laughs) Right. All my learning issues. So, so I'm kind of all over the place. The format that I'm using with Caitlin is working really well. Uh, She And I said, what do you want to read in the Bible? And we started with Ephesians and then we finished and she said she wanted to do uh, Revelation. So she and I are reading Revelation Mm. and we, which is interesting. Um, And so uh, we asked the, these are the questions I ask. What does this say about who God is? Mm -hmm. What does this say about God's people? And what does this say for us personally about how we should live or think or behave or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and then from there, when Caitlin and I are together, sometimes, 90% of the time, we use acts as a format for our prayer time. Mm-hmm. And so acts is adoration, something that we can praise God about his character. And I realized uh, we don't know enough about who God is. I know. It's pretty boring that. So I grabbed these um, cards. I'll have to share them in another episode because I haven't unpacked them yet, but they're the attributes of God. Oh, that's uh, cool for us to use to prompt our prayer time and then confession. So we each confess one sin. Mm -hmm. And if we can't find a sin that day, we praise Jesus because that's a miracle. Um, And then, and when you keep short accounts, it's actually kind of cool. There's not a whole lot to add up if you do it daily. Mm -hmm. And then the T is for Thanksgiving. So one thing that we're thanking God for, and then the S is supplication. So one thing that we're asking God for And, and some nights with her, we don't meet some nights we do, but we don't do acts. And it's, so I'm kind of getting into the word with her there. I'm having my morning time, which is usually a chapter. And then I write out my prayers in a journal and surprise, surprise. I'm a writer. So
1: I know.
0: Th- those times uh, go back and forth between quick, like one page prayers and some seasons I get really small journals so that I don't feel compelled to have to do more than time allows <laughs> Yes, we manipulate even our quiet time. Um, and other times, I, it will be what I call, like, kind of sitting long with the Lord,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and a, asking Him to speak to me. And there was a book that I read years ago that really helped called The Love Exchange. And I, I'll put a link into it. Mm-hmm. it. It's a really attentive book to the power of the Holy Spirit and inviting God to speak to you. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like it's something I'm going to pull out for the beginning of the year, we're recording this in December. So by February, um, that might be a good month to do it in the month of love of learning to hear the voice of God. And, you know, I, I know that experience personally because of the counseling that I went through and the way prayer was used in those counseling times. And then I've just put it into place in my everyday life. I'm really good about it when I'm devoted to sitting t- with the Lord, I have a harder time doing that when I'm on the fly and life is busy and I am, my brain is dominating everything with too many thoughts coming in too many different directions.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that's too, though, when, when we're intentional about making sure we're spending time, even when it's those busy seasons, Once you drop the kids off and you're driving home, you know, taking that time instead of flipping the radio on or listening to a podcast, although podcasts are good. um, (laughs) You know, taking that time to use that time as your prayer time, um, because there's always opportunities and moments in our day to make sure we're connecting with the Lord. Yeah. And even just a one verse to think on throughout the day Mm -hmm. will make Mm -hmm. a huge difference. Uh, and how we cope with things and how he leads us in the day when we're taking him with us, even though it might not look like spending an hour that morning Mm -hmm. soaking in the word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Every day is different. And I think your illustration point comparing it to a marriage or a friendship is that every day is different. And so every day with God is going to look different. And, and yet coming back to the basics of if we want to be brave together women of God who are living out our faith boldly and beautifully, then that has to start with an infilling of the word of God. I mean mm-hmm. that in the second Corinthians 10, five passage is about that being our, our weapon that we're fighting with. I mean, if you go to Ephesians six and Caitlin and I just read this recently, like the one offensive weapon we have is a sword, which is the word of God. Oh, God. And, the defensive weapons are everything else, you know, the gospel of peace, the Mm -hmm. helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. And so we are armored up by God, but we have to be actively engaged in that battle and not on the worldly front, but on the kingdom front. And so even another practical idea is, is some people have said to me, well, how do you know what to, you know, you trap the bad thought, but how do you know what to transform the good thought to? Sure. That may require some Bible study. It may require going to Bible gateway and looking up a specific like word, like identity or love or hope or faith Mm -hmm. or protection or child and seeing what comes up in that. Uh, It may look like quoting the same thing over and over again. So my Colossians 3.12 came out of my healing of, Mm -hmm. I am God's chosen, holy and dearly loved child. Uh, Another example is this. um, We've talked about it from Philippians 4, 8, but fixing our thoughts on. So saying to yourself, is this true? Is this honorable? What I'm thinking on, is this right? Is this pure? Is this lovely? Is this admirable and excellent and praiseworthy? And if it's not, then then put in the opposite of what that thought Mm -hmm. is to move yourself in that direction again and again and again and again and again.
1: Well, and I had somebody, I had a pastor say this and it made a lot of sense to me, you know, especially working with kids. They're like, well, why do I have to read the Bible every day? Or I already read Ephesians. Why should I go back and read it again? Um, And he's like, do you brush your teeth every day? Like three times a day. And he said, you know, getting into, although it might feel like a ritual. Yeah. You still brush your teeth or take a shower that's a ritualistic thing that you do. You might not feel it today when you're in the word. Yeah. But when you get into that habit and that's it's just a part of what you do, it is going to come back and speak to you at the moments that you need it. Yeah. You might not need that word today technically, you know, and it might not hit you in the same way, but when you come
0: back to it another day, it's exactly yeah. what you need to hear. That's awesome. So we need to wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. I want to give uh, two more practical ideas and then maybe would you mind closing this out in prayer? Sure. So one thing that we've done and that I've done because I'm terrible and follow through terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, I have put it on the calendar. So I mm-hmm. have uh, automatically scheduled every day on the calendar, Devo's with the twins at 9pm and then accountability, which we've talked about before. We're going to talk about again. Uh, but the accountability is that Stephen and Luke are doing it at the same time. And this last night, Stephen's away and he FaceTimed Luke so that they could have their devos together. And I thought, man, I never, ever would have thought that would have happened. I mean, that was just Mm -hmm. not part of our, our family culture. And in a month and a half of this, it's completely become, a habit. And I was the one that I was like, ah, we're not going to do devos tonight. Stephen's not here. Daddy's not here. So let's just like move on. And the conviction that came over me, I'm like, he FaceTimed in Luke to do this. I'm like, Caitlin, come here. Right. And, and we, we did it together. And really I should have just, even if Stephen didn't, I should have said Luke and Caitlin, let's do something together tonight. And so it's intentionality with grace Mm -hmm. It's intentionality with accountability Uh, and it's fluidity of like, this is what we're doing in this season. Yeah. It's going to look different a year from now for sure. Uh, What I'm doing with my kids can't count as my only time. Mm -hmm. I need to chew on spiritual food that is mature for me. So I still need to get with the Lord on my time. Uh, And yet, for working mamas, like it may look like listening to the Bible on tape on the way Bible on tape, you know, (laughs) Bible on whatever it's on, on the, on the way to work uh, as your form of Mm -hmm. devotional time. And on the weekends is when you get to maybe get up a little bit earlier than a normal weekend hour to sit a little bit longer with the Lord or, or carve it into some other time of your day. So we're certainly not saying this is how you to do it. We're saying, You've got to find your way to do it because that's going to lead to those moments when you're feeling like me rejected and defeated and discouraged and overwhelmed that the word of God is already stored up in you and coming up by, by one beckoning of the Holy spirit to please speak to my soul comes up that word and can transform you and change your next decision, your next choice.
1: Yeah. Good
0: stuff. yeah. Will you pray for us?
1: Yeah. Dear Jesus, I just ask that you would please bless each woman that's listening to this podcast and that you would um, help them to figure out ways that they can connect with you on a deeper level. Um, may each one of us be just women of the word and may we spend time with you. Um, and then may you just bring that to our minds when we need it. Cause Lord, we do want to be transformed. We, we don't want to be still dealing with, um, you know, the challenges and the faulty thinking that tries to trip us up. So just help us to stay connected to you and transform us as,
0: as we spend time in your presence. We love you so much in your name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the more to be podcast. We are praying you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and his word during your time with us today. If you'd like to show your support for the ministry More To Be and our podcast, we'd love for you to become a More To Be Sisterhood Circle member. You'll be blessed with our signature courses while being a blessing to others. To learn more, visit moretobe.com slash podcast. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.